Hello and welcome back to the Vintage Podcast with me, Lena Norms. So at the moment, uh, I'm packing, which definitely, uh, besides present wrapping and potato peeling, is really the worst of the winter chores. But it's in aid of a kind of awesome adventure I am about to go on. Uh, so today we are off to Iceland. Yes, I am not kidding. We're going to Iceland uh, and I'm going to bring you along in my pocket. We're going to be eavesdropping on some of the most interesting bookish experts in Iceland and finding out about the rather unique way Icelanders celebrate books at Christmas. I'm intending to come away with as many tips as possible uh, to make our own Christmases back in Britain as bookishly Icelandic as we can. So rifling through my suitcase at the moment, I've got my passport, I have got my very woolly gloves, I've got a book for the plane and I've got my WOW Air plane tickets. Because they're an Icelandic airline, I figured that there is no better way to get across the ocean than alongside actual Icelanders. I've also heard that their planes are completely purple, so I am super psyched for that. We're actually partnering with WOW Air for this episode, so if at any point during this podcast you get a little bit jealous of me running around Iceland having the time of my life, make sure you stick with the episode and stay until the end because we might, we might be able to help you with that. That is all I am allowed to say for now. Besides, I have a plane to catch. So I am here in Iceland. Oh, what a journey. And yes, the planes were pretty much completely purple. I can confirm. So now we're here, I'm going to tell you the two reasons uh, that I was absolutely determined to hop on a plane to Iceland to record this vintage podcast episode. I have heard about two really cool Christmas traditions. One is the Icelandic Christmas book flood. That is the couple of months leading up to Christmas when pretty much all of the books in Iceland are released at the same time, literally flooding the shops with new books. And the second is this great tradition on Christmas Eve uh, where everybody kind of focuses really on Christmas Eve and gives each other a book for Christmas. And then they spend the whole of Christmas Eve night. This is a tradition, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Just reading, not watching stuff, not arguing, not doing other stuff. Literally, it's totally socially acceptable to commit the whole night to reading. So my first point of call to find out if this is really true and a little bit more about Icelandic Christmas I am off to the pub to meet with Birta, who is a bartender and a bookseller. Two of the most noble jobs in the world, I think you'll agree. So why don't you come with me to the pub? Me and Birta are going to talk books. I want to ask you a little bit about what Christmas is like in Iceland. Yeah. For you and maybe for everybody, what's the kind of maybe. feel of it? Um, the feel? Uh, for me, it's always uh, cosy. If I had to sum up Christmas mm. like in this one act or this one thing, it's just... A nice night, the weather is terrible, but you're inside, you've got a blanket, you've yeah. got a chocolate, you've got a book. Oh. There's a word in Icelandic that's, that means like weather for looking out through the window, is that the word? Is oh yeah, look of it. Yeah, because we get a lot of it. It's basically when you look at the window and you go, oh, I have to wear a coat. Then you go yeah. out and you're you're just so you're it, too hot, yeah. you're way too hot. Or the opposite, you look out and you're like, yeah, sure, short weather. Yeah. And then you're freezing your ass <laughs> But it, so does it literally mean like weather for weather for looking out the window? Yeah, yeah. To look at it, yeah. <laughs> weather to look at, not to live in. Um, so, so there's also this tradition around books at Christmas. Can you tell oh, us a little yeah. bit about um, that? We got, um, um, books are a really big thing in Iceland for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I've always gotten at least, 
like at least five books for Christmas wow, really? every year. And yeah, we have the, like the special catalog made. Have it with me if you want yes. to look through it. How do I pronounce the name of this catalog? Bokatidente. It basically means like book news. Yes, and yeah. it's like all illustrated, yeah. and it's all of the books together. Like kind of all the publishers must yeah. work together it's to like make it. Uh, books than... that have been like recently published, or like even yeah. something that hasn't. We've actually had this like in my bookstore. People are coming mm. in like, oh, I saw in Bokatidente. You got this book? <laughs> and I you're like, oh, yes, page seventy-eight. <laughs> But yeah, that's amazing, and everybody just gets it. They don't yeah. have to order it. Oh yeah, it no, 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 no. It just comes to your Icelander's home. Door. And like, we mm. got a couple at my bookstore. So like, if people come in or like, hey, do you got this? Uh, we can yeah, do it. yeah, and it's for free, so and it's lovely. just yeah. And I love how much you value books at Christmas as oh, well. I yes. think because it's a time to really be on your own. Because <laughs> I think, I think yeah. there's so much focus oh, in yeah. Britain on socialising. Like I don't know about active. you, but I think every year I had like you know the low like after your mom's made you get out of bed and get ready for <laughs> Christmas dinner and everything like that because you know you had to do that very early. Then you got a couple of hours of nothing. Yeah, that's when you sit down with the book. That's, and it's so, so nice to have that as part of the default you know I think yeah. we probably need to build that into our lives a bit more is like <laughs> focusing um, in Britain we very much have an emphasis on Christmas Day but I heard oh. here it's a little bit different can you tell oh. me what happens on Christmas Eve oh Christmas yes. Eve yeah Christmas Eve is mm. our Christmas it's the day we celebrate That's the real day so, yeah um, we all get around like there's always like a big dinner family mm. comes over like it's always like oh who's gonna hold christmas this year and then yeah. they go to their place and we bring all of our presents which are mainly books yeah which are mainly <laughs> books <Imagining. laughs> yeah very easy to wrap oh yes <laughs> i love it uh, yeah. but um yeah so yeah we get like we eat we have very nice food we relax for a little bit eat a little bit of dessert and then we start opening up the presents yeah. and as we mentioned earlier, mostly books. Yeah. Yeah. And you can read late into the night with your oh, chocolate yes, and you can... Because you and get so excited. Yeah. I've so often gotten like, so like, I've gotten so many books and I'm like, which one should I start on? It when can like I start? <laughs> We're still doing this official thing. Yeah. I just want to read. But that's so nice to have this kind of like contact, like being together, but not yeah. having to talk. And I think oh, that's yes. quite nice. And then I also heard that, that Christmas Day then starts a bit later because you've been up all night reading. Oh Everyone's yeah, like, like got book Christmas hangovers. Day, it's like very often it's not even like, there's no traditions per se around mm. Christmas Day. Like sometimes there will be dinner parties, sometimes there will be like mm. uh, little parties or something, but it really just depends on who you are and who you know and what you're going to. Yeah, so mainly you can just hang around and talk about what you read last night. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh, Christmas, yeah. Now that you say, like, Christmas Day is the reading day. You've got yes. all of these new books, you've got to go through you're them. Like, do you want to come around? It's like, no, 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 no reading. No. <laughs> now later in my trip, I also popped to a lovely candlelit cafe uh, with Ragnar Jonasson, uh, who is one of Iceland's leading crime writers. He also filled me in on some of the Icelandic book traditions. So when it comes to uh, books at Christmas time, that's yep. probably a time for the kind of Icelandic language to shine a little bit, because I yes. heard that most people will buy books in Icelandic at Christmas. That's the yep. time that they're... Why do you think people are so dedicated to it at Christmas time? Do you think it's like a family thing? It's like coming, you know, remembering um, where you came from? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. And I think the... Uh, as you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's just like a, a tradition that has been, you know, has been a part of my life since uh, as far back as I can remember. And I think it's, I don't know when this sort of tradition started, but you know, I, th I think as far back as people can remember, remember for the past decades, books have been the Christmas gift of choice. 
and and then you know I think more or less everyone who gets a book wants to read it on Christmas Eve. We open our gifts on Christmas Eve, and then after uh, whenever when after we've had our Christmas dinner and opened the Christmas presents, what I think most people want to do, including myself, is just to sit down with a brand new book, brand new Icelandic book and read into the night, you know, by candlelight like we have here, preferably, and, you know, eating Icelandic chocolates and, you know... Hibernating. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. And, you know, so that's... Uh, and then people, you know, they want to get gifts, uh, books as gifts, and they want to give books as gifts. Now, this is all very well, getting a book for Christmas, uh, but it was also kind of came to my attention and kind of made me laugh a bit, was that there were a few people I talked to uh, who found that they had stopped getting books for Christmas and were pretty outraged about it, which I can completely understand. It is absolutely outrageous. Um, so here is Stella, who is the director of the Icelandic Literature Festival and also um, a publisher, to tell us about the time that she stopped getting books for Christmas. I think I've always had a book for Christmas ever since I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, at least one. Until at some point people stopped giving me books for Christmas because I thought I could buy all the books that I wanted or something. And that was was really disappointing. And then I was like, okay, you you have to please (laughs) please start again. Yeah. Give me books. And then I just like had a wish list of all the books that I wanted to have. yeah, so ever since I was a kid, I had a book, and, and I always looked forward to, like, you know, once the evening was over, everyone had wrapped up their gifts and everything, and then I, everyone went to bed with their book. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's, that's true, that does yeah. happen, that's amazing. Yeah. And then say like like late into the night and then get a yeah. bit of a book hangover in yeah. the morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also got a tale of outrage from Sean, uh, who is an Icelandic poet, novelist and lyricist, uh, who is also outraged when he stopped getting books for Christmas. Uh, as a kid, uh, uh, I... I uh, I really uh, worried uh, every Christmas that I wouldn't get enough books. Mm. For me, the book was like the Christmas gift, you Mm -hmm. know, and uh, and if I was given anything else, you know, I tried to uh, exchange it for, you know, books. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I could never get enough books for Christmas. And it's still like that, you know, I I, I want my books for for Christmas. Mm. A few Christmases ago, uh, by a, I don't know what happened, you know, the world went out of joint or something because I didn't get a book for Christmas. And I felt <laughs> so insulted, you know. I was sitting there, like, everybody had their books, and I felt like, you know, I'd just been thrown out into like the cold, cold like, uh, in, 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 yeah, I'd been just thrown out into the cold and my underwear, and, <laughs> and they never wanted me to come back, you know. So here, here the, the book is really. Uh, is a, is a, is the Christmas gift you want to uh, want to uh, uh, give someone else? You know, it shows respect mm. and love in, the, in a very special yeah. way. You know, and I suppose the book you pick as well says something about yeah, the, absolutely. Yes, and, and yes, and the, the, it. the choice of book means that the person knows you and 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 the, and, and the books uh, cares about you as a reader. Mm. You know. So let's keep our fingers crossed for both of them uh, this year. I really hope that people have bought them books for Christmas. In fact, I might send some books to them myself. Uh, on my travels, I was also lucky enough to be able to catch up with Christine Eriksdotter. Uh, she is uh, the winner of the Icelandic Literary Prize 2018 and an incredible writer. I wanted to ask her a bit more about the folklore behind Christmas. And wow, wow did she deliver. 
also this um, the Yule Lads and the Christmas Cat. Yeah. So what are the explain explain what they are? They're folklore. Yeah, they're yeah. folklore, and they are uh, uh, thirteen uh, men that live in the mountain. Okay. And uh, they come uh, the thirteen days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. They come each every night, and they all have different sorts of attributes, and they're all really creepy. Oh, this is yeah. That and they're supposed to be thirteen. Are they like Santa Claus? They are. Style, yeah, but like? they're they're kind of dressed in. Uh, it's more like uh, they're dressed in wool, and they're kind of uh, and they just look like really shabby. And is and it like told to scare scare children, or is there like yeah? A... I mean, they. Um, I mean, that's what they used to do. It would. They would. One of them would kind of steal food. One of them is just peeping through the window. That's, mm. that's the creepiest one. One of them is slamming doors. Oh my god. And they're all named after these. One of them is like uh, stealing candles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. One of, one of them is just really small. <laughs> like, that's the terrifying yeah. thing. It's like a tiny Santa Claus. What <laughs> could be more terrifying? Uh, yeah, but their mother is the terrifying one. Uh, she's uh, she's uh, Grilla. She, the mother of the... She also has a husband whose name is Lappalude, mm. which whom she beats, and she beats them all, and she um, and she eats children, <sighs> and she has a cat, a big black cat, that uh, if if the children don't get uh, new clothes before Christmas, the cat will eat them. So uh, you better have some money and get That's some clothes. That's consumerism <laughs> folklore right there. They knew what the proper the economy. And, and but why I find that this, like, I think, uh, like, last year or something, I thought about it. I actually had, like, an old dress on. Yeah. And it, it kind of crossed my mind. And you were like, oh, my God, I, she's going to eat me. <laughs> but I need to go and buy a new dress. <laughs> It's like something old, something new, something borrowed. Oh my god, yeah, that's so yeah. mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, actually, uh, they had kind of put this aside. Mm. And we had like, um, one of my Christmas traditions was, and this is still happening, is there's yeah. the big Coca-Cola car. That oh, drives yes. down the main street. Oh wow! And there's like uh, yeah, and they have lights and, and like the American uh, American uh, Christmas songs, and then uh, there's a, a Santa Claus who tosses out some caramels, and oh. the children are running after the car. Oh my god! Kind of grabbing. Incredible. Yeah. So um, with the folklore, because I suppose that's the American folklore. <laughs> that's our new folklore. Yeah. Is, is like the Coca Cola Santa. <laughs> yeah. um, but with but with your folklore, do you think? And and with the sagas, I guess as well. Do you think that has permeated like your writing at all? Do you think that's given an influence to you? I, I think definitely it has, and I think the folklore in. I think that when when Iceland became a Christian country, um, it was in the year thousand. It was completely without any. Uh, uh, like there was no bloodshed, mm. and and that was because I think. Uh, the guys who were sort of in charge, they decided that we should become Christian, but people should be allowed to sort of remain pagan. Okay. Uh, So long as they just kind of kept it to themselves. Mm. So I think there's like a lot of sort of pagan uh, stuff that kind of kept, I think that mysticism is very big in Iceland. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's considered very normal to see uh, clairvoyant. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people people use them instead of uh, psychologists. 
<laughs> wow. And uh, I think that even just talking about this in 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 a sort of yeah outside of Iceland, it it makes it sound so strange. But it's just sort of like very household. Yeah, it's kind of like hard. And, I, and I think that it's like when you talk about horoscopes almost. Yeah. You know, it's like you can be really interested in mm-hmm. in horoscope and sort of like uh, know everything about all the different signs and it's almost like this uh, party game. Uh, the Icelandic mythology of the elves mm. is very different to sort of what you probably have in the UK. What What's the difference with the elves? I mean, we, we talk about Alvar and Tuldfolk and it's... Um, I think to to uh, people who are like involved in mysticism, it's it's it has a lot to do with sort of, uh, I mean, sort of the some somebody who who comes with a stone, mm. who guards the waterfall. Like th- that's like a woman who is as big as the waterfall who is standing in the waterfall. You know, yeah, it's not like a, a little elf with a green hat that is sort of. Yeah, it's but not. It, it has to do with respect for nature. Yeah, and it's it's also about sort of I mean. It's true that there was a guy who was sort of over the road system in Iceland who believed in, in sort of these uh, powers of nature and, and there were uh, these rocks where it was believed that that they were kind of guarded by elves and he actually laid the roads around. Really, the so yeah, that yeah, he yeah. wouldn't disturb them. And he like... didn't disturb the elves. <gasps> so this actually is historically. Sort and of that's why the roads were like because yeah, yeah. some certain uh, yeah where there's a lot of lava formation so. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, and I think it's kind of less boring than not. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like it makes it look, because again, it's like, yeah, you're just like, why not? Especially the woman at the window, that's going to terrify me now. I'm going to be waiting for the... Like the Chris, the the, the, oh, the the guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy at the window. The, who comes, yeah, and now, gonna, and I'm going to think about that. It's my, it's my son's first... Uh, it's, it's his first Christmas where he's going to kind of understand this and then what he does is he puts one of his shoes in the window okay and then during the night the appropriate christmas lad will put a little thing in the shoe like a toy Um, or uh so 13 days before christmas he will always wake up and see what the christmas lad has brought him and then i will tell him about you know it was actually the window peeper who came so it's a different thing every night uh, yeah yeah it's different toys and that's so amazing. Yeah, I never heard that. And I suppose yeah. as as well, um, going back to the the Christian pagan thing, it's that that Christmas can be such a Christian time, but to like have all the, this folklore around it that's more pagan is like reclaiming that side of it, and yeah, it it keeps it. Yeah, and we definitely also have the Christian yeah you know, side to it and yeah. the American. As yeah, well. yeah. But I suppose so, it's that that negotiation yeah. between all of those different exactly. origins. Yeah, and I think that's what 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 has always been done in Iceland, there's like this negotiation when it comes to uh, religion. Yeah. Pien Edmundsson is a lovely independent chain of bookstores uh, in Iceland. And I caught up with Teresa and Svonborg, uh, who were two incredible booksellers there, to ask them a little bit more. They told me about this other tradition, which I think is one of my particular favourites, and I definitely think we should all adopt this. There's also, you were just telling me about the yeah. tradition. Yes. Uh, can you tell me a, a bit about it? Yeah, well, they used to have it like in the old days. Yeah. I don't know, maybe 100 years back, not even that hmm. far back. Yeah. They used to have something that you call Hustlester, which is house reading. That they, after dinner, yeah, and they, they called it Hustlester, which okay. is house reading, really. Reading, yeah. and, and people came together in the evening. And somebody took, 
was written for all, allowed uh, for everybody there, mm. and they got used to this. And, and and I think it's mainly people, you know, it's still, even though people are not reading aloud, but you mm. know, something to read the is very, yeah, yeah, it's very traditional, and I think it's still everybody say, I, I want a book for Christmas because mm. you kind of think it's nice to sit. Be lazy in the sofa yeah. and read a book. And reading, that's yeah. That's yeah, nice. So it is indeed clear that Icelanders are pretty keen on books, especially at Christmas. But how does this really work out numbers-wise? I wanted to see the stats on paper, so I went to talk to Peter, who is the publisher at the Icelandic publishing house, Bjarte Verolt. And he had some pretty interesting insights into the publishing industry there and also why some of those ingrained traditions uh, might have started. Peter, thank you so much for having me in your wonderful office. It's very homey. Thank you. Um, Did it used to be a home, this this flat? So you've got a kitchen and a living room. Yes. But all kind of covered in books and... I'm I'm in the children's room, so... Oh, this is the this yeah, is the nursery yeah. we're yeah, in now. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the publishing house we're sitting in now. Uh, I started. I, f- I founded Verult Publishing House in two thousand and five, mm-hmm. and in two thousand and seven we merged with a with Bjartur, which uh, has been around since nineteen ninety one. And I'm now the, the sole owner of the company, and, and we, Bjarte has mainly been famous for, for uh, contemporary fiction, both uh, by the Icelandic authors and in translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bjarte has, has been publishing books by Jacob Rowling and Stieg Larsson, Dan Brown, uh, Ian McEwan, Murakami, all, all kinds of yeah. international authors. But, but we do also have, have a very good range of Icelandic authors. Uh, uh, and then we have Verald, uh, which is more like a general publishing house. We publish uh, that, that imprint. We publish uh, fiction, non-fiction, children's biographies. Again, you can tell me if my stats are wrong. Yeah. Um, but I, so here it says that in Iceland you publish over eight hundred titles, and there's three hundred forty thousand people. Yes. <laughs> so that's like quite a lot of books per person. Yes, uh, I mean we uh, have now we publish in this house. We publish about fifty to sixty titles per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year we publish fifty five titles. Okay, <laughs> <To be> exact, <laughs> just to balance it out. Yeah, and uh, we have this tradition to give books for for, for Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, about sixty percent uh, get a book for Christmas. Sixty percent, yeah, uh, and around forty percent read the book every week. Mm-hmm. So what do you think it is about um, uh, like Icelandic readers that makes them so keen? Why are they, compared to other countries, do you think? Is it just the, the tradition that it's yeah, there I mean, and yeah. staying in? And I mean, we have always regarded us, uh, ourselves as, a, as the, the Saka nation. Mm-hmm. That we, are, we are telling stories and, and, and we have the Icelandic Saka from the Middle Ages. Yeah. Uh, we have this tradition of, of telling stories and writing stories. People have been writing things down in Iceland since the beginning, basically, or since the the twelfth century. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, you have you have a, a farmer in a in a remote valley up north who is translating Milton, Partas Lost by Milton in the. Wow. <laughs> I mean, two hundred years ago. Yeah. 
I mean, he was alone in the, in the, in the darkness. <laughs> the, Not much to do, I'll just translate no, yes. the whole of Paradise Lost. <laughs> exactly. So we have this, mm. we have this uh, strong tradition of, of writing things down, writing books, and trying to, uh, to get, 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 get the books published. Mm-hmm. So, so we, so we, we, we regard us as a, as a nation of, of stories or sarcas or, or books mm-hmm. so it, it's a part of, of our identity yeah uh, and then of course in, in 1995 Halldór Laxness got the Nobel Prize mm-hmm. which I think people regarded that pretty like a like a natural thing I mean he was our best author yeah and why shouldn't we well, also, yeah, yeah. Of and uh, I mean we, we, we could even have uh, you know uh, another author at the time having the Nobel Prize, Gunnar Gunnarsson, who was living in, in Denmark for, for decades and writing in Danish. So it, it, it was not really a, a surprise mm-hmm. that an Icelandic author became, it's about a, time. became a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and, and uh, at the time in the, in the 60s, in the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, after the, 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 the World War II, uh, uh, we had a, a lot of foreign currency after the, after the war because we had the U.S. Army mm-hmm. and we had the British Army, and they came in with a lot of money to build all kinds of things. Uh, all the money was was spent basically on on buying trawlers, and uh, then in the what's trawlers? Tra- uh, like? Fishing ships. Oh right, okay. Fishing, yeah. Yeah, fishing trawlers, and and then in the early fifties. There was, very, uh, there was a lack of foreign currency, so people couldn't import things to right. give for Christmas. So the things so that they could import? They just gave books for Christmas. Ah, uh, I didn't know that. So it's a, it's a, it, it starts basically as a, as, a, as a lack of other things to, to give. <laughs> of, of course, we had been giving books for Christmas earlier, mm. but this really gave it a push. So, and, and this has ever since been a tradition, as I said, I mean, 60% of the people get, still get books for Christmas. Yeah. And uh, so it's a, uh, and I mean, during the, the, the Christmas book flood, which is basically starting now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, people are, are talking about books. Have you read this book or have you heard about this book? And, and I was reading this book and people right, so talk, about, yeah, talk, talk a lot about books. And I mean, this, this, Small company. I mean, we are we are not the biggest. We are we are. I say we are we are the the, the biggest dwarf on the market, because we have Forlaya, the, the 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 big big publishing house. I mean, last week we got eighty thousand copies wow. from the printers. Teresa and Svanborg, the booksellers we heard from earlier, uh, had something to add to this theory, which I really liked. Here they are again. The TV came so late here. Mm. It didn't come here until really? 19, yeah, 1966. And, and people, you know, this, they just got used to reading and doing such yeah, it's yeah. The kind of, I didn't know that. Entertainment, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And also, there was no TV on uh, Thursdays. Yes. And no TV during July. On June, in July. Why, why is that? Yeah. So you know it's fairly recently that we really 
got that. Our own yes. television station. Um, so could you tell me a little bit about the bookshop we're standing in? This is the uh, flagship store. Okay. It's the biggest the one. Biggest one yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's got how many floors? Five? Five, yes. 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 Five wow. floors. Two, three, four. Yes, five. Yeah, that's a lot to manage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. You get a lot of exercise going up and down. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. It's really good for you. To work yes. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a chain of bookstores, but kind of still just within Iceland, so yes. independent. And, yeah. And um, how long how long has it been around? Uh, forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> forever yes. in a day. Like you can see over there, the uh, sign there says Penin. Oh yeah. 1872. That's a long wow. long time ago. It was on next corner. Okay. Um, there was this uh, man named uh, Sigfus Amundsen, okay. and he was a photographer and a bookseller. Wow, yes. and so it's kind of kept the spirit of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but moved into lots so of different yeah. buildings. Yeah. Um, what's your favourite thing about meeting people in the shop? What, what would you say? Well, we got a lot of favourite customers. Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of regulars? Yes. Mm. Older people that come and ask me, yeah, well, I bought a book here last year, now I want another book. Yeah. And you recommend something, and, and they come here year after year. Yeah. And they say hi, and I kind of go, okay, <laughs> They know you more yeah. than you know them. That's yeah. nicer that they remember yeah. you. And are people buying more books, do you think, in translation, or are they buying them in Icelandic? Or it's more, yeah, there's much. And I was, I was speaking to some other people, and they said there was a big kind of faithfulness around Icelandic literature yes. around Christmas time. Yes. Is that? Absolutely. Yeah. We wait for the uh, new Icelandic books. Yes, because yes. they come out every year. Yeah, those yeah. kind of yes. Yeah. Some authors only uh, there's only one book every maybe four years. Yeah, and that's difficult for us. But most yeah. of them <laughs> like, have please write faster. Yeah. yeah, but most yeah. of them every second or third yeah. year. They yeah, have this book and, 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 but sometimes it can yeah even up to five six years. Yeah, yeah. and how how busy does it get around Christmas time? Is it or is it more that people are buying bigger volumes of books? Oh, you mean the difference between yeah, Christmas between and average? Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, people people buy more books, and yeah, uh, they're, they're the choosing time. for uh, friends and family, maybe yeah. a few books. Yeah. And and here on the twenty third, it's really busy. Yeah. That's the twenty third. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because you kind of have Christmas Eve more as the biggest day, really. Would you say? Because for us, yeah. we, we're, we're always like Christmas Day. Twenty fifth is the day. Yes. Yeah. But Christmas Eve, yes, the twenty fourth. Yeah. Oh. So do you do you get a day off on Christmas Eve? Uh, you don't have to sell books on Christmas Eve. <laughs> not a not a Christmas Eve. No. Eve not on mm. the twenty fourth. We're just we just working here until twelve o'clock. Right, and then you're yeah. Then you're free to go yes. and read. Yes. Then we close. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Free to go so home and read. Yeah. So it is clear from listening to those two that booksellers are very very busy at Christmas, and that also turned out to be the same for author Christine. The season is just you know it's so hectic. It's, yeah. It's crazy and. And you've been ins- inside writing and sort of uh, keeping to yourself, and all of a sudden you just, you know, there are um, you you go around the country maybe. Uh, oh really? So for authors as well, times, yeah, and read in different uh, villages, and and you uh, and you are reading it, and there's like this thing that the where workplaces they have like a, a Christmas party. Ah, oh, yeah. They will they will invite writers. Yeah. To come mm-hmm. read, 
Wow. Yeah, so it's like so a Christmas party full book. Yeah, you're coming up into all of these workplaces. Yeah. You know, at lunch, lunch hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi guys. Yeah, and the people are like, you know, not all of them are interesting, mm. but... Interesting are they very, like, like any kind, it's not just kind of like bookish companies, it's like... No, no, it's, it's like everyone. any, you know, it's everyone. Like yeah. finance. And yeah, 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 everyone. I had such incredible fun talking to all these amazing people, as you can probably hear, uh, and I promise I'm going to serve you some more Icelandic content from them. Uh, in the new year so do stay subscribed because I have so much more for you to hear I want to leave you on two of my favorite comments um, that people gave me when I was interviewing them Pieter um, has a little story about something that happened to him uh, on Christmas and uh, his kind of dedicated way of solving it you have to hear this story I remember one uh, Christmas morning uh, I got this phone call from a, a, a number I didn't know it was about, about 10 in the morning and there was this reader on the line and he had got a, a book by Esa Sigurdóttir for Christmas mm-hmm. and he was on page 160 or something like that and there was a flaw in the book so there, was, there were pages missing mm-hmm. and he was he was really really st- you know he was stressed and he was annoyed and he was angry and so I and my, my, my wife was reading the same book. So I took the book from my from my wife, called a taxi, I sent the book no. to to this home. <laughs> <laughs> so he had been reading the, the whole night and he was waking up early on the Christmas morning. Oh my god. And uh, then suddenly the book was not there. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was so did you just turn up at his house and you're like, I, I'm yeah, so yeah, sorry. Just sent a taxi with the book and I said, okay, oh, the best of guys. Like, well, you've got a reader for life then. Like, I hope so. The most dedicated <laughs> yeah. of And lastly, Ragnar had some really nice thoughts on the benefits of the book flood. I think without the Christmas book season, the Christmas book flood, as we yeah. call it, uh, I'm sure that we would have much less books available in Iceland. So, so basically what keeps you know the, the writers going, the publishers going, is the willingness of the public just to buy books for Christmas and to keep on giving them and keep on reading them and you know so it's uh, and I think it's you know what everyone want, loves. I think people would be very disappointed if one year there would be no new books in Iceland you know to read or yeah, to give. I mean, that would be a, yeah I think that would <laughs> be a shock. <laughs> So just to end, I asked everybody I met uh, what their recommendations were for Christmas, the books that they uh, were hoping to receive and the books that they would be giving. Um, so here are some of those. Get your pens ready because there are some really good recommendations there. This Christmas, I'm, uh, I really want to get the, uh, the new Icelandic translation of Dante's Inferno. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's the There's first a new time translation. It's, it's a new translation and it's the first time Dante is, is translated in the verse form. We already have a prose translation of uh, mm. the whole yeah. Divine Comedy, but now we have uh, the, the, the Inferno in, in, in verse and in the right... Uh, right um, um, like kind of pentameter. The pentameter right. yeah. and, and, yeah. and everything. So it's, it's a big event in Icelandic literature. Yeah. So now, now at last we can have a proper conversation with Dante. With about Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to come back next year, we can talk about it. Yes. Um, what, what kind of books do you give to people? Do you have anything in particular this year that you're uh, like, everybody gets this book? I'm, I'm actually uh, surveying. I always try to buy uh, books by um, debutants or upcoming, Debuts, yeah. uh, mm. up, upcoming uh, writers. Uh, 
so that 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 would be one of the one of the one of the things I, I look for. It's it's a new writers, you know, yes. and and I'd like to give people something new yeah. and fresh, because that way you're not only respecting the reader, you're also respecting no. this, that the spirit of poetry has. Uh, Ragnar Jonasson, uh, Arnaldur yes. Indrason, and Irsa Sigurðardóttir. They're all fantastic crime writers. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of classic. Like, I've always gotten at least one book by all of them every Christmas, because that's just... Because they, yeah, they have Yeah, it's something you know that's good. It's yeah. always like, it was... Uh, well, it's, and it's also all kind of crime books as well. Which yeah. We don't have that much crime. It's of so course what... What fascinates you guys? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I think yeah. it just fascinates us to be able to read crime novels in Icelandic. They happen in these Icelandic scenarios and it's so surreal for us because not a lot of crime happens yeah, here. So we and read this book and we go, I know this place, but I'm pretty sure nobody's ever been murdered there. <laughs> not yet. Now I've read three books on it, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I give myself uh, uh, maybe two books uh, uh, every Christmas from all the publishing houses. Oh, nice! Because that's uh, your tradition with yourself. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I'm reading books that I publish or not do not publish uh, for the whole year, mm. and then I want to see what the others are doing. Yeah. And uh, so on on Christmas Eve, I go to bed with a book from another publishing house and, and <laughs> start reading. And a lot of people are have this tradition to open up a a book by. Arvandur Indirason og Esa Sigurðardóttir mm. og Ragnar Jónarsson uh, waiting for this moment you know, you have opened all the, all the gifts and, and mm. you have you know, done the dishes and, and, and you are tired and everything is in place everything is quiet and you just go to bed with a new book by your favorite daughter and so, stay up all night if it's good yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Mm. And, uh, of course, I recommend all the Icelandic crime writers, mm-hmm. which is uh, and so many of them are now being translated, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but outside of crime fiction, I think there are maybe two authors, Icelandic authors, that are in translation that I would want to recommend. And uh, one of them is Sjón, uh, who is. Uh, yeah, an award-winning author. Yeah, I met him earlier today. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, I, and uh, such a nice guy, and, and, and he's just a fantastic writer. And, you know, there are... Uh, so I would recommend him, and then I would recommend either Ava Olafsdottir. And she just recently, as uh, recently as, like, two weeks ago, I think, won the Nordic Literary Prize, the best Scandinavian or Nordic novel. Uh, I might go for one of the crime stories. Or, yeah, as you say, I might go for Agatha Christie because we are so fortunate to have, like, you new... You translated Ag- them. Yeah, well, I have, but <laughs> we have, like... <laughs> but if I cheat a little bit and read in English, because we have the... Uh, we have Sophie Hanna now doing new Agatha Christie Poirot yeah. mysteries mm-hmm. every other year. So I have that option as well. So and, you know, ready. I might, you know, I might read hers as well. Um, what will you be reading this Christmas? Do you have an idea yet of what you think you'll curl up with on Christmas Eve? Well, we have already started reading. Yeah. Oh, so we yeah. start in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Christmas Eve, I'm too tired. Oh, that's it. The only people <laughs> not reading in Iceland will be the booksellers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. What have been your favourite books to recommend to people this Christmas? What have you been putting in people's hands the most? Yeah, that's um, uh, an Icelandic author, a lady, young lady. I would say she was young still. Yeah. Auður Ava is her name. She oh. has 
yeah, they, they have translated her books into English. I have seen it in in France. I, I think I've seen it also in German. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. We have uh, her books downstairs. I was reading um, just the other day, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I was finishing a, a book by a new author, a young lady. Uh, she, I think she must be 35 or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was great fun. Yeah? Yes. So I would recommend that book. Yeah. Was it good? It's called Copavox Chronica. So oh, Copavox wow. is like the suburbs here. Ah. So it's a chronicle. It's a chronicle of the suburbs. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, it's good. Oh, so we're coming to the end of our Icelandic Christmas podcast and I told you, you would be jealous. Well, I have some very good news for those of you who are jealous of me going to Iceland. Embracing Iceland's festive spirit, we are teaming up with Wow Air to give one vintage reader a pair of return tickets to Iceland from the UK and a big stack of vintage books to read on their travels. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow Air is an ultra-low-cost transatlantic airline and it currently flies to 35 destinations across Europe, North America and Asia. And, uh, most importantly for you, they fly twice daily from London Gatwick to Iceland. They offer basic and premium packages so you can have some more flexibility choosing how you travel and they're super generous because you could be on a plane to Iceland any day now. All you need to do to enter is just go to po.st slash Take me to Iceland and tell us what book you have on your Christmas list this year. And you must do it by midnight on Friday the 7th of December. Do you hear me? That is po.st slash take me to Iceland. Uh, what, are you, what, are you still do, what are you still doing here? Stop listening. Get entering. Quick. Um, thanks for listening. I've had such a great time in Iceland and I am backpacking, trying to get all my things back in my suitcase. Uh, so I hope I will see you on the other side, back in the UK. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to all our amazing Icelandic interviewees. Uh, and as I said, we are going to be doing some more Icelandic content in the new year. And you can hear more of those interviews. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a thing. A very happy Icelandic Christmas to you. And until next time. <laughs>